What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu, Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, bring you incredible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is a Vancouver-based entrepreneur. She's an author and a retired semi-pro soccer player. Please welcome Phoebe Trotman. Phoebe, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Deanna. It's an honor and pleasure to be here. I love what you're doing with the podcast, so I just appreciate having a chance to connect with you. I'm excited to talk about your story. So I've never, I've had male professional athletes on the on the show, never a female. So I kind of want to hear a little bit about your journey as a soccer player because that's a big deal. Like soccer is, a, is like a big sport in the world. It is. It is. It's an absolutely beautiful game. I've played since I was four or five years old. So I actually got started because my older brother played. So okay. I was a little sister being tagged along to the games. And then I kind of was like, hey, I want to play too. Yeah. And so I convinced my parents to let me play. Back then, I started on an all-boys team, uh, all-Caucasian team. So I was the only wow. little black girl running around there with a boys team. And I just I fell in love with the sport, competing, the teamwork aspect of it, and uh, just continued to play right through. I still play as well too. And uh, I just love the game. And so it's been it's been a passion of mine. I love to give back to the sport as well. And I do coach little kids as well. That is so adorable. I mean, talk about being immersed into a, like a Caucasian all-boy team at a young age. Probably set you up for like major success moving forward. Did they give you, you know, a, I, did they pick on you at all? No, you know what? Not there. Brownies was a different story, which, but uh, on the boys team, you know what? I don't think I knew anything different back then. It really was just like being in an environment where I wanted to play and this was the environment to play in. And so, you know, growing up in the community I was in there, I was used to kind of being the only little black girl. And so it didn't phase me too much in terms of sport it, because it was just an avenue to be able to play. And I had older cousins and my older brother. So I was used to being around boys as well, too. And uh, I think it was actually a blessing in disguise because it forced me right then when you're playing, you know, with boys and against boys and having an older brother and cousins, you naturally kind of get tough because you have to be right. You're the one who wants to like scrap it out and, and win when you're playing all the different games. And they didn't take it easy on me because I was younger or I was a girl. They just they came to play as well, too. So I do feel like it did set me up to just blaze that trail regardless of the situation that you're in really continue to focus on you know going forward and creating that success at the time back then as a five-year-old it was you know scoring a goal and and helping the team win and then it translates into being an entrepreneur as well too and just being a person you know who you have things that happen around you but you determine how you move forward with it that's so true yeah i think sports plays an integral part in 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 that especially if you are competitive by nature so yeah that's that definitely is is kind of set you on the right path i actually have never watched soccer until i've been with my late my my new husband so his his family is originally from romania and i just watched a game when i was i was there in florida taking care of my in-laws and i watched a female a game of the female soccer players I was blown away. You chicks are freaking badasses. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Isn't it fun to watch? It's oh. just like the skill and the hard work and the effort. And you can just, yeah. the passion, you can feel how much athletes like love what they're doing when they're on that field. It comes through. And so, you know, I just, I love watching the game and just to see, see people compete in all sports, right? And see people shine in their, in their greatness, if you will, whether it is sports, whether it's life, you doing your podcast, it's like it's so inspiring just to see people set out on a path, go for it and hit it and just shine in their in their in their greatness, if you will. So what do you think of the soccer players today versus when you were playing in the semi pro 
like space? Oh, the talent now. So when I was playing semi-pro, that was like the highest league at that time, if you will. So I'm dating myself a bit there. But um, yeah, so it would, now to see the players and the amount of skill that they have, even at such a young age, like I was watching the World Cup, the Women's World Cup that just finished. And some of the younger players like to see how talented they are at such a young age and their passion. And even in coaching now, the skill development to see what like players are able to do now at such a young age. I'm amazed by it. It's really exciting to see where the sport is continuing to grow to in terms of that de development for those younger players and just the opportunities that they have to excel with extra academies. You know, I grew up playing, my brother and I would be in the backyard with my dad kicking a ball around and we'd go to the library and rent videos of Pele playing and that's sort of how I got some of that skill in sure. terms of just watching him play and, and then going in the backyard and fiddling around and now there's all these different opportunities for academies and camps and private trainers and and it's changed a lot at the end of the day it's still about players who have a passion for what they do and and the training and, and showing it on the field and so the heart of it it's the same it's just a lot more opportunities now which is great for younger players yeah no I think that's what I was watching was the world cup because I knew it was a I know it was a big deal so I was like whoo man look at me I was sitting there on the edge of the couch like I don't know any of the, any of this but this is amazing <laughs> but it's fun right you just get caught up in the energy of it right in the fall oh, yeah the energy and the you could the two teams that I watched I don't remember who they were but just the difference in teamwork in the in the team in the teams like so team that won had incredible teamwork and energy together and I love seeing that because I think when you're an athlete that actually can transfer into your after being an athlete right so for you how did being a part of a team transfer into like regular day life for you after. For sure. And that's what, yeah, that's one of the things I love about sports. And I feel like it's such a good training ground for life, whether it's an individual sport, whether it's a team sport, because you learn so many life lessons in that in terms of teamwork, right? Communication, working with other people, having a common goal and working together to do that in terms of on an individual level, determination, commitment, time management, right? Being, you know, being a university athlete, like that time management right there or high school and, you know, having to prioritize and figure out, okay, what is, what do I need to do right now and fit in your training while you're doing schoolwork or working? And so there's a lot of those skills that, that definitely translate over. And I think it's a great opportunity for young people to be involved in sport on any level, because it does prepare you for life when you get into whether it's in a workforce, whether it's as an entrepreneur, you have to learn how to, to how to work with people. You have to learn how to communicate, how to, especially if you're in a leadership position, how do you get people to move towards a common goal together yeah. with all the different personalities? And in a soccer team, you know, depending on the size of your roster, you may have 18 to 26 different teammates oh, wow. that you're all navigating, you know, who's getting playing time. And, you know, there's a lot of you're still working for the same goal, but obviously people want to play. And so you're navigating all those. And that definitely sets you up for success in the real world when, again, you, you're working with people. And so how do you how do you work together to accomplish that? And how do you manage your own, if you want to say, disappointments and learning experiences? And do you keep going when you're faced with those challenges? Because as we know, Deanna, like life goes, you curveballs at different times in your life. And how do you respond to that? How do you take that and learn from it and move forward? And what, you know, we can only control our responses to the situations that happen. And sport definitely mirrors life in that dealing with those disappointments that happen when you're when you're an athlete. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think the accountability piece is huge too when you're a part of a team. So I've done bodybuilding and it's a very selfish sport. 
So the only person I had to be accountable to is, is myself. I missed out on being a part of a team. And I think that that would have definitely benefited, benefited me in life a lot more. And so I think that having a team to be accountable to is, is huge. You know. It is. Uh, but I do want to say like that you're accountable to yourself. And at the end of the day, even when you're on a team environment, you have to be able to lead yourself. You have to show up first in yeah. terms of like, are you committed? Are you dedicated? Are you going to do the extra work when yeah. no one's watching? And that's something in bodybuilding or individual sports you still have to have. So yes, it, it is a little bit, you know, there's some different skills for sure. But at the same time, being able to commit to something and work through that when you're frustrated, right? Like bodybuilding is a challenge. That discipline you have to have in terms of nutrition and the fitness piece of it, it's a lot. And so setting a goal and working through that, that's something that translates absolutely into to real world skills. I love it. Let's let's pivot. Let's talk about you're an entrepreneur. So when you retired or semi-retired, I know you still play the sport a little bit. Now, did you jump into being an entrepreneur right away or was that a gradual thing for you? Sort of a bit of both because I was working while um, I was playing for I was playing soccer. So I was working a job and uh, I was kind of doing stuff on the side. And so I wasn't really inspired at my full time position. And so I was, you know, I started a coaching company, my own coaching company for soccer. And I was learning about real estate investing and I found out about a network marketing company. So I was kind of juggling all these balls while working, while playing. And uh, what I loved about my job is I could like finish a project. I'd tell my boss I was done and he'd be like, OK, go to your office. I'll, I'll be down there in a minute. And then in that pockets of my time, I'd work on my side projects. And then unfortunately, one day he came in the office and said that the company was going bankrupt, was going to be laid off. So it was a shock. Yeah. And I mean, there was a roller coaster of emotions with that on the one hand, once it, you know, had a chance to like process it a bit, I was like, oh, I don't have to go to work tomorrow. That's great. On the other hand, it was like, okay, what next? And so I kind of got thrown into that entrepreneurial, you know, journey, if you will, faster than I, I probably would have transitioned a little bit slower in that sense. But sometimes, you know, God makes those moves for you if you're not going to make it yourself. And so I'm grateful for it because it it was one of those things where it's kind of sink or swim. And so I started off and it's been now 17 years as an entrepreneur uh, with, yeah, building a business online and just being able to help people and and continue to move forward. So it's been a lot of fun. And and so that was the pivot too with, with deciding to retire from playing was kind of as you know, priorities started to shift. You know, I'd missed a lot of things, family events when I was on the road for soccer. And so I kind of got to this point where I was like, I want to be there for my family. I want to build this business. And so it was in that sense that I decided to transition into to focusing as an entrepreneur. Yeah. So kind of God pushed you in that direction. Like, okay, it's time for you to do your own thing. I see you working in the back on the sidelines. So time for you to make this happen. Exactly. Because I probably would have just kept going, right? Like it's going to say if you're doing this thing over here and I don't necessarily, I don't want anyone listening to be like, okay, that's it. I'm quitting my job tomorrow. It just was in that sense that it, it made sense in that I was ready to go forward. And so I got that little nudge that um, happened sooner than planned for sure. So I love that you say you're a heart-centered entrepreneur. What does that mean? Heart-centered is connecting with people on a heart level and especially in building a network marketing online business. People come into your business for all different reasons and really connecting with them as to why are they getting started, whether it's something they just want to be around great people in a community in the personal development side, or maybe they want to make a couple extra hundred dollars to help cover some bills or plan a vacation, or some people want to, you know, they're all in and they want to build a huge team and organization. And so heart-centered in the sense for that business side of it, where you're connecting with that person and helping them and whatever makes the most sense for them. And then heart-centered even as a coach in terms of connecting with people 
with the young little athletes, as little as they are, is just being there and realizing that everyone's success is going to be different. And how do you help them achieve that success for what makes most sense for them, not for me or whoever else It's for that person. And so really connecting with them on that heart level and just seeing them shine because everybody deserves to be recognized and celebrated. And so sometimes we're the only one who can give that to them in that moment. And so really focusing on that and making sure anyone that I connect with, it's going to be, you know, a positive experience. I want to leave them a little bit better because it's a ripple effect. We may think, okay, we just impacted that one person. Yet when you positively pour into someone and they go out now, they're shifted, right? So all the people that they connect with and then some, so it's a ripple effect that you don't always see it um, in that immediate sense. However, it it has a huge impact. I love it. So can you tell us about your network marketing business? So which do you, is it a real popular one that people know or is it something different? Yeah, you know what? It, I mean, popular in the sense it's been around for 18, 19 years. It's a really cool online system that allows people to send uh, personal notes through the mail and gifts. And so it's all done online. Uh, it's with a company called Send Out Cards. Brilliant, brilliant tool to just connect, again, the heart-centered pieces. Cool. When you think of someone being able to just hop on there and send a quick note of appreciation to let someone know, hey, I think about you. I care about yeah. you. You matter. And uh, so it's been a lot of fun just being able to to. Sh- pour into people, whether they ever use the system or not. It just gives you a tool to be able to kind of reach out and, and celebrate people. I love that. Okay. And so if people want to use that, they can join through you to... Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, so the website's just sendoutcards.com forward slash Phoebe, P-H-E-B-E. So Phoebe, no O. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can go on there and you can actually just send a free card and just try it out. So I always say this, if when you're hearing this, if someone pops on your heart, there's a reason they popped on your heart. And so reach out to them, send a free card, whether you ever sign up and use it from there, just hop on the system, send out a free card and try it out. I love it. All right. Let's talk about your book. Never quit on a bad day. Yes. I'm so excited about this. Uh, It actually kind of came again, a little bit of God nudging. I was with some friends and we were talking about kind of what's next in our entrepreneurial life. And I mentioned that it's been on my heart for years just to create something to encourage, inspire, help people. I've been inspired by so many people, some from close mentorship, some from afar through YouTube and books and podcasts and things like that. And so they were the ones who were like, well, why don't you write a book? And I was kind of like, eh, you know, I, well, I kind of hesitated a little bit. And they kind of flipped it on me and reminded me one of the reasons I worked so hard to get to the top of the comp plan was just to be kind of an example that you can do it. You can set your mind. And I had an amazing team and we all worked together to to make that happen. And they said, you know, the book isn't about me, it's for the people it can help. And so when they shared that, then I started simmering on it. And the month before I had been inducted into um, the Coquitlam Sports Hall of Fame, and there was an interview process. We talked about some of the stuff you talked about here about like, you know, what are some of the life skills? And I shared, you know, all the different life skills. And I shared, there were some amazing highlights, like championships and player of the game and MVP awards and player of the year and all these different awards. I said, however, the only reason I was able to experience all those highs is because of the tough stuff, the not making a team, the sitting on the bench. And so, you know, when they're talking about this book and later that night, it kind of all came together where I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to share and highlight some of the tough stuff that people go through and how they move through it and why they move through it in hopes that other people realize they're not alone. And so I always do this thing with God where it's like, open the door, close the door. And I thought of the, you know, never quit on bad day. I heard that saying like many, many years ago. And I was like, okay, God, if open the door, the domain name, the URL is available, never yeah. put on a bad day.com. Or if you close, if I go to, you know, Google it and it's taken, 
then I know you're closing the door. It's something else. And so I got on there when I got home, I, I put it in, it was available. So I was like, oh, I guess you're nudging me forward again. Okay, here we go. And so, <laughs> and here we are. And it just came out and the response and feedback has been absolutely amazing. And it's just, it's really heartwarming to see that so many people have been moved by the stories that are in this book. I love it. No, I love the name. Uh, Inspiring Stories of Resilience. And you have a workbook too, right? I do. Yeah. So in the book, so it's a Never Quit on a Bad Day, Inspiring Stories of Resilience. There's a series of short stories in there. And so at the end of every story, there's a QR code that the reader can can scan. It takes you to a video by that contributor. And so you have a little bit. I really want it to be interactive. And at the end of every chapter, there's a reflections on resilience, like little workbook section, a lovely little page, I guess you will, for the reader to kind of go through their own. Because my my goal with it is I want readers to realize really how how much resilience they have in them and how many things tools they already have. And so in that, the sto- one of the stories that I contributed at the end, it was an exercise that was really transformational for me. And so I created a workbook book based on that because over the last 10, 15 years, I've done it numerous times and I've modified it and added to it. And so the workbook is called Never Quit on a Bad Day, a guide for creating good days. And that one's more so for the really for the reader. The Inspiring Stories of Resilience has a bit of a workbook sense in it that every chapter has a, a short reflection. The Creating a Guide for Good Days really is about dreaming big. So there's a warm-up activity. There's four separate activities there for the reader to just grab a pen, go in a quiet space, and just dream. Because I truly believe one of the things that I picked out, out of the book is when, especially when people have a focus for their future, when they know where they're headed and they have that clarity on where they're going, then when those bumps in the roads happen, there we know there's going to be bumps. Any person in life, there are going to be bumps. Yeah, when you know where you're headed and why you're going forward, then when those bumps happen, they still hit, they still hurt. Yeah, you can now refocus because you're going back on track and you're like, okay, here we go. Let's move forward and, and keep going. And so that's why I really wanted to create the workbook to help people really dig deep into what do you want to create? What do you want your life to look like? Because when I was laid off, I took some time to kind of think forward of what do I want my life to look like? And there were different opportunities I could have done. Yet I realized that in terms of where I wanted to head, that choosing an online business would allow me to have that flexibility in multiple ways. And so I'm really, yeah, I'm excited for people to to read the book, be inspired the book, and then go out and change lives. Because again, we have a reach. We all have our own community and reach we can impact. Very true. And I couldn't agree more. I think that we are stronger than we think. And when you are experiencing a hardship, you should embrace that as a gift. Because when you get on the other side of it, the lessons that you learn and there, you don't go through something bad and not not see that there's something better on the other end. That's at least been my experience. So I love it. I'm all about it. Never quit on a bad day. I know you want to sometimes, but don't do it. Don't do it. You'll get through it. Phoebe, I know you've already mentioned a couple, your links a couple of times, but can you please go ahead and let the, know, the audience know where they can purchase the book, connect with you and learn a little bit more? Absolutely. So the domain is www.neverquitonabadday.com. So you can hop on there. You can actually, if you go to the website too, and you can get a free chapter. And so the chapter that I chose uh, really is just for everybody because it's all about belief and uh, it's a, it's an awesome story. And then you have the video and the video message is just so powerful. So highly recommend friends go there. You can get the free chapter. Then yes, you can learn more about me. You can get the book if you'd like to, and there's information all on there. So it's neverquitonabadday.com. Excellent. You guys, I'm going to put that link in the show notes. So don't hesitate to go check her out. Follow her on, she's on Instagram and Facebook too. So go ahead, support her on social media. 
I will put that link below, so go click the link. Phoebe, this is the part of the show where I like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? I'm going to keep it super simple, Deanna. At the end of the day, friends, uh, there are there's calls on your heart and go after those. We all have different calls. And when we go after those, it gives other people permission to shine as well, too. There will be bumps in the road. We know that, as Deanna said, embrace those bumps and always just remember, never quit on a bad day. I love it. Thank you, Phoebe, so much for being such an incredible, inspiring guest and letting people know that uh, there's a reason for them having a bad day. They can get through it. And resilience is key. So thank you very much for what you do. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much again for having me on the show. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live Label Free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.